Hello, Monetization Nation. In 2016, David Jennings successfully systematized himself out of his business. One of Australia's most trusted digital agencies, MelbourneSEOServices.com. Through this process, he became a systems devotee, founding System Hub and Systemology. Today, his mission is to free all business owners worldwide from the daily operations of running their business. In today's episode, we're going to discuss how we can build our credibility and authority content, and we'll discuss how he systematized his business. In this episode, we will cover the following key takeaways. Number one, to generate credibility for ourselves, we can host a small event that solves a problem for our target audience and repurpose the content. Number two, by creating systems, we can make success repeatable. And number three, with systems implemented in our businesses, we can remove ourselves from the day-to-day -day tasks required to run our organizations. Thank you so much for joining us today, David. My pleasure. Very much looking forward to the interview. So can you start off by sharing with us something that you are super passionate about and why? Yes, my passion at the moment is to, uh, and you mentioned it in that intro, that whole idea of freeing all business owners worldwide from the day-to-day -day operations of running their business. That's like my dream for our company and um, kind of sparked off the back of my last business. And after selling that business, I took some time out and I thought, oh, what is it that I think I can really add some sort of uh, value to, to business owners who I feel really passionate about? And then I just went to work on this, process of how do you take a business owner who started a business from scratch, grown it up to a certain size, and then started to find that they're the bottleneck? How do you then help them bridge through that to the next stage of business where they really step out of the operations and then start to build this business that works without them? And I've just been intently focusing on that for probably about the past five years or thereabouts, just thinking, how do we solve that problem? And how do we do that in an elegant manner. Yeah. Sounds almost too good to be true, actually. So tell us a story. How did you fire yourself, hire a CEO, move to the beach and triple your bottom line? Yes. Well, it started off, I um, had been in my digital agency, Melbourne SEO for would have been a little over 10 years. And then um, I was just like a lot of business owners working really long hours, doing the early mornings, late nights, weekends, like constantly thinking about business. And uh, I'd recently gotten married and then we found out we were pregnant. And I just had that thought in my head. I just thought, I don't want to be that dad who's always too busy to, you know, spend time with the kids. And I just thought, well, Man, I, I hear you. Yeah. It's, it was almost like that. I don't know, just, just a little bit of a wake up call. And then add in the fact that you got like a timeline, like, you know, the baby's going to arrive in nine months. So you got, got to get yourself into gear. Um, so I, yeah, I, I really started intently focusing on, okay, well, how can we capture what we're currently doing? How do we systemize that? Uh, and over the course of that um, nine months, I had someone internal who was kind of showing some promise and I gave her some extra responsibility and we started working through some of the classics like the e-myth and traction and scaling up um, some of these books that um, sort of help you through this process of growing and scaling your business. And we systemized the business and I um, managed to step back and take some time off and put Melissa 
in charge of that business for what ended up being the next few years. She ran that business um, uh, and I slowly kind of got less and less involved. Um, Once the baby arrived, I took some time out and then I was sort of checking in with her once a month and we'd do little status updates and see how she was going and give her feedback and point her in the right direction. And it got to this point where I thought, I'm never going to sell this business. Like it just it got to a little machine where we were very particular with what we were delivering for the clients. We'd systemized it. She was running it. And for three years, I was just getting like a quarterly profit distribution. Uh, and it wasn't until uh, she ended up getting a call from her family because she's um, got family back in the States and she had to uh, hop on the fl- uh, plane to fly home. And when she came back, she um, ended up resigning. And that for me at the time was a huge punch in the guts. Cause I was like, Oh, oh I'm, I'm going to get pulled back into this business. Like this business was me before she was involved. Like we had a small team of 10 or 15, but everything was going through me. Um, and I'd, really tasted what it's like to have someone step in, take over that responsibility and run it. And I thought, oh, even if we have to recruit someone to replace her, that's going to, you know, I'm going to be involved as we train them up. So that was the point at which I thought, okay, well, now we'll sell this business. And I took the business to market and um, the guy who ended up buying it basically cited two reasons he bought it. One, the financial performance. And the second, he said, the systems and the fact that the business wasn't working with you as the centerpiece for the last three years. And that was my sort of real moment where I was like, wow, systems, they just give you so many extra options. Cause if we hadn't systemized that business and I was still heavily involved, I don't think I would have been able to sell it because the business was me. And, you know, if I, when we first started that process, if I wasn't there, the business would grind to a halt. Whereas um, because we built it up to the level we had, this guy saw some real value and said, oh, I can take what you're doing and expand it even more. That was kind of a few situations like that happened that really got me going, oh, wow, systems are such an important piece of business that a lot of people very rarely master. What is the greatest home run you've hit in your career so far? Greatest home run was, uh, it was early on, after I'd stepped back. So um, in the digital agency, after we systemized it and Melissa started uh, running that business, um, I I got a a message. It was completely out of the blue from uh, a guy um, out of the Netherlands who was on the board of like a TEDx committee. Um, One of those, um, uh, yeah, if you're familiar with the, the TED Talks, um, and, uh, yeah, he said, uh, I, I'm on the, this board and we were talking about getting an international speaker along and, um, my dad happened to see some content that you published 10 years ago. And I said to him, Hey, do you know anyone who might speak? And he goes, Oh, the, I watched this guy like 10 years ago on YouTube. Uh, and he just stuck in my mind. I wonder what he's doing today. Um, and they ended up finding me, chasing me down uh, and outreach and said, would you like to come and do a TEDx presentation in the Netherlands? Um, And depending on when they would have contacted me, if they probably contacted me a year or two prior to that, I don't think I would have been able to take 
the opportunity because I couldn't step away from the business at that point in time, but we'd systemized it. We had um, my, my first son and um, I, I just had this little window. It was, it was perfect. Um, and then, yeah, I, I prepared for a TEDx talk and um, flew over and, and presented it in the Netherlands, took you know a, a week out um, just for the, the trip. But then there's, there's quite a lot of prep time in getting all of everything ready. Um, and I got to share my philosophies around systems thinking and how it applies to life. So I'd probably say that I look back very fondly on that, that moment. Yeah. I, I've done a TEDx talk myself and I was shocked after the fact to realize how much time that took, what a commitment that was to, to prepare the talk. So you get every word right and, and you can deliver it without, you know, looking at any notes or anything. And, and, uh, and it's but, non-commercial, and yes. yeah, I had to travel my own or cover my own travel expenses. They put me up and stuff, but it's a very, it's a real big commitment. Um, yeah. And it's funny. I think a lot of business owners, if even if they were handed a huge opportunity like that in their lap, a lot of business owners couldn't take it because they're just so caught up in the business. It's hard for them to take that time out, but it's those yeah. opportunities when you follow them that, typically reap the biggest rewards. So you need to create space for those. I agree. It's, my talk has opened a lot of doors for me. There's been a lot of business meetings that I've walked into. And one of the very first things the person on the other side of the table says is that they've seen my TED talk, right? Yeah. And it's just yeah. instant credibility. Yeah. Those like building up those sorts of assets, they're the game changer as far as business is concerned. Do you have a good story or example of a business that has effectively used credibility marketing? Yeah, look, I mean, I've got, um, so, so the whole idea with um, authority content um, was this idea that um, like, because I'm, my brain automatically defaults into systems mode, I always think about well, what is the system for building authority? What is the system for doing this credibility marketing because there's just so many different ways that you can head with it. How do I break it down? And I came up with this approach of um, running a mini event and um, you know, and I kind of stepped through this process uh, running a mini event that uh, solves a problem for the target audience and kind of walks you through step-by-step step how something is, is done um, you invite people along, you record it, you capture um, videos on the day with testimonials and things about how people engage with the day and you get photos. Um, even when I plan out the day, I often in my head, I future pace and will say, um, if this event ends up getting transcribed and then turned into a book, I try and position all of the sessions so it would make logical sense as a book. Um, and then basically we run an event because, you know, there's nothing like a, an event where, you know, you're going to have a room full of people to really force you to create and have everything ready because, you know, they're all going to be there on a certain date. Um, and then it creates this mass amount of content and you can lead up to the event and then you can reshare all of the content afterwards. And then it kind of builds into your marketing and helps with this idea of, building up your credibility as someone who has something to talk about that people would want to come to and listen. And then you can repurpose the heck out of that content it can be chopped into little videos and uploaded to YouTube. It can be transcribed and turned into articles and things like that. So that's, 
the the process. Um, and, and I mean, in the back of the book, I, I talk about some of the case studies, probably one of the ones I, um, that really was the biggest game changer for them, a, a company here in Australia called Compass Pools. They swell, sell swimming pools. And we took them through that process and they um, uh, had an, a, an event where they talked about things like pool maintenance and um, how to find and buy the right pool. And we basically batched all of this con content creation into one day, making these series of videos that ended up getting chopped up and shared around. Um, and it was a game changer for their business, not only from a traffic perspective um, that, you know, we're putting all this content out that could be SEO'd and we'd get traffic, but then even to the point where when people would come into uh, their showroom, um, the, the, the prospects would see some of the people who are on the videos and point to them and say, oh, you're that guy from that video. And there was that instant credibility and trust that was already existed without that guy, even never having spoken to them. Kind of like you were saying when they watch your TEDx and there's that instant credibility. It's almost like that instant credibility was manufactured through this process. Um, and it was a huge huge win for that business. Um, and I mean, I've got lots of stories like that, but that's probably like a good example of how authority content and credibility marketing can change the game for a business. I'd love to hear a couple more of those stories from authority content. What are, what are a couple more of your favorite stories from that book? Yeah. yeah. So um, oh, there's, there's one I like. Um, there's a guy who runs a, a, a group called um, WP elevation i think they've just recently renamed it but he, he's in the space where he teaches um like little agencies um uh you know solopreneurs and things how to build uh web design wordpress businesses um and he was kind of getting that business up and running so an, another business that comes to mind was um a company called wp elevation based here in australia and they help solopreneurs who are kind of starting up these little web design agencies, WordPress businesses. And um, uh, he was kind of getting that business up and running off the ground. And I said, well, one great way to launch it is to go through this authority content process. So he ran a, a one day workshop where he basically brain dumped out um, all of the steps that uh, he would go through in the way that he would win clients, the way that he would or, or attract clients in, the way that he would sell to those clients, um, the way that he would then deliver for those clients and then get them to come back. And he presented this in a one-day workshop, invited a group of his students along, recorded that um, as this workshop. And then that became kind of like the foundation for all of his marketing for the next year, taking that content, uh, basically chopping it up into little pieces, loading it up to YouTube, SEOing it, writing articles. He's gone on to build that business, you know, um, into a multi seven figure business. And they're a very small team. And what he sees as, as potentially one of the game changers or the catalysts for that was this idea of getting a good steady flow of inbound leads that came from that credibility authority marketing, that idea of getting this content out there, which pre-sells the people and then they come in. So that was WP Elevation. Um, there's just, it's, it's all about 
yeah, capturing those, batching that content, and then the way that you repurpose it, the way, I mean, there was even other smart things that we did where we took the videos and then we built out an autoresponder sequence that basically dripped this content out. So someone would come across a piece of content. Um, he would end up having a little, um, uh, like a lead magnet, a reason for them to uh, opt in to get the rest of the series. And then when they would get in the series, the content then ended up getting dripped out over a period of time. And then basically we would have these really highly qualified leads that would be popping out the other end of that sequence. And, and it's a process that he only had to set up once, uh, but it's just continued to pay dividends. So that's another one. Um, I remember we did another one for a, a company that makes um, kitchens and stove tops. Um, they were importing a bunch of these things, European kitchens and things like that. Um, uh, again, here in Australia, and we went and we did a series with one of their lead sales guys where um, he talked through, you know, buying criteria for wine coolers and um, stove tops and things like that. Um, and then again, we just went through that same process of taking the content, chopping it up, using it in various places. Um, and and uh, it ended up opening a couple of doors. They ended up getting onto a couple of quite large sites. The content got repurposed. Uh, and put onto some large media sites uh, over here. And they got a huge win out of that. Um, you never really know where it's going to head. And each story ends up being a little bit different. The core system and the process is the same, but then the application every time there are its nuances and um, the effects, it, it just depends on the business and, and the audience. Thank you so much, David, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. To learn more about or connect with David, you can find him on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or check out his book. And you can find links to each of these in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get a free ebook that I wrote about passion marketing and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I wish you success as you systematize your business. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.